With the fear of being punished and the fear of not getting the reward, we start pretending to be what we are not just to please others, just to be good enough for someone else. We try to please mom and dad. We try to please the teachers at school. We try to please the church. And so we start acting. We pretend to be what we are not because we are afraid of being rejected. The fear of being rejected becomes the fear of not being good enough. Eventually, we become someone we are not. We become a copy of mama's beliefs, daddy's beliefs, society's beliefs, and religion's beliefs. That's a quote from Don Miguel Ruiz. What's up? This is Alex Terranova, the host of the Dream Mason podcast. And today I have a special episode for you. I wrote a book. Now, the book isn't published yet. Uh, it will be published. We are pushing for September and it's going to happen. The book is called Fictional Authenticity, The Evolution of a Dream Mason, How to Wake Up, Tap into Your Dreams, and Start Building Them. I wanted to start sharing this book on the Dream Mason podcast. So if you're a frequent listener, you're going to get to hear another aspect of my life, my business, what I'm up to. And I really hope you enjoy this book. Um, so I'm going to be releasing segments of this book on the podcast. I hope you like it. I hope you get value. And when the book comes out, you'll know it because I will tell you and you will see it all over my social media and all over this podcast. And I hope you pick up a copy and we'll get more to that later. So here is the beginning of fictional authenticity, the evolution of a dream mason, how to wake up, tap into your dreams, and start building them. This book is about discovering who you are, who you've always been, embracing, loving, and expanding it. You are enough. You are pure love. Everything you need, you already are. Go share your gifts with the world because there is no one else like you. Everyone has a voice in their head. Everyone has a voice in their heart. You're likely more familiar with the voice in your head. Sometimes it sounds like it hates you. It is a doubting, criticizing, horrible, sneaky, consoling, worrisome, malevolent, sad, and righteous voice. If anyone else spoke to you in the way this voice did, every day, all the time, over and over again, at the very least, you would try to avoid them, shut them out, or even fight them. If a parent spoke to a child that way, it would be abuse. If a boss verbally shit on an employee the way that voice shits on us, eventually there'd be a major lawsuit. If you don't know that voice, you're lucky. Maybe you have found great ways to block it out, or maybe... It's just become so normal that you don't even question it. I invite you to question it now. What is that voice? Who is that voice? For some of us, it's loud. For others, it whispers. It judges, it worries. For some of us, it tells us to be louder and speak up. For others, it says, stay quiet, don't get noticed. It says whether to agree or disagree. For some of us, it pushes us. For others, it seems to hold us back. 
That voice tells us that we can't or we aren't good enough. It reminds us that we aren't smart enough or pretty enough or that we're too fat or too thin. It looks for who to blame for life not being easier or better. Maybe it blames our parents, the schools, the government, or even God for our problems. Do you know that voice now? Right now, mine is talking to me. It's telling me how hard this is going to be. That nobody will publish me anyway. And that nobody cares what I have to say. It tells me that I'm not smart enough, not, not a good enough writer, too young, or experienced enough. For as long as I can remember, it has always told me that I am not enough. I remember asking my first coach, am I good enough to do this? I know that many of us ask ourselves that same question, but we rarely ask why. And who determines the answer to that anyway? We are not here to only do the things we're good at or great at. We are here to experience life. And if that means there is something you want or something you want to do, nothing No one, no fears or doubts, not even the voice in your head should stop you. So many of us are stopped by the voice in our head. Maybe it's not an everyday thing, but at some point or another, the voice in our head tells us to stop, to quit, that we can't, that we are not good enough, or that we are just not enough. It has us play small, stay in jobs we don't love, date the wrong people, and self-sabotage our health and our well-being. It can even keep us blind to what we really want. This voice is the reason that so many of us have accepted lives that we're not loving. It is the reason we are not achieving our goals and striving for our dreams. Likely, it's the reason we distract ourselves with hours of TV, video games, and social media. At least when we are distracted, that voice is quiet. That voice is like a cancer, and it's fed by our fears, insecurities, and others' opinions. It will stop at nothing to keep us exactly where we are, safe, stagnant, and in our comfort zones. When I realized that voice was not who I was meant to be and was keeping me from realizing my greatness and my potential, I knew I had to write this book. At the end of the day, does not matter if only one book sells. My mom. Thanks, mom. Or thousands of books sell. Well, I would love if this book impacted people's lives and they took powerful insights away from it and that it impacted their lives in a positive way. I am truly writing this book for me because the voice says I shouldn't. I can't. I'm not good enough or smart enough to do it. But my heart tells me over and over again to write. We need to chase our dreams without stopping because of the voice in our head. This book is dedicated to every single person in the world, every person that ever lived before me and that will live after me, that hears the voice in their head that stands between them and the life they want to be living. To every person that's been battling with it, to every person that has been tormented by it, to every person who has let it control or even ruin their lives, To every person who did not or is not pursuing their purpose, goals, dreams, or passions, all because of this fucking voice. 
and mostly to everyone who does not feel like they truly and deeply love themselves. This book is for you. It is for us. It is for the voice. Because when we do things like this, we actually take the power back from the voice. This book is about creating your life differently and falling in love with your life and yourself. It is about choosing what you want and taking action to achieve it. It is about interrupting your thoughts, which become your beliefs that inspire your actions and therefore create the life you are living. It is about realizing that joy, fulfillment, inner peace, and success is inherently available to all of us, but it is 100% up to us to create it. We have forgotten who we are. We have forgotten that we are more than just blood and bones and muscles and organs. We have forgotten that we are great, that we are divine, that we are creators. We have forgotten to dream and believe in the impossible. We have forgotten that life is not given to us so we can sit behind a desk and work only to get that paycheck, only to want more and more and more. We are not meant for the lives most of us are living. We have forgotten that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Pierre Chardin. This book is a reminder that life isn't about discovering who you are or what you are here for. You are simply alive to create your life. You will look within and remember that your ability to create has always been there. You will see that it exists in our hearts, our minds, and our souls. It is embedded in our dreams and shows up through our creativity. It is built into our passion and our purpose. Life is ours to believe, create, and sculpt into reality. This book is about taking responsibility for your life and unleashing the dream mason inside of you because your dreams don't build themselves. Chapter 1. Wake Up Changing is not just changing the things outside of us. First of all, we need the right view that transcends all notions, including being and non-being, creator and creature, mind and spirit. That kind of insight is crucial for transformation and healing. TikTok on. Bottom line, this chapter is like an alarm clock for your life. And guess what? It's time to wake up. This chapter is about most of our lives are completely predictable. Predictable lives lead to inauthentic lives. Life could be a choose your own adventure. We avoid choice because of fear. You must be willing for any changes to happen. I sat there unable to speak. Tears rolled down my face. I was choked up and could not get a word out. My family stared at me confused, shocked, and yet compassionate and connected to me. I did not have any idea at that moment why I was crying, what I wanted to say, or what was actually going on. And let me be clear, I wasn't just crying, I was bawling. I was seriously choked up. This was not something that happens. Shit, I'm a man, a masculine one, and up until that point, one who didn't feel much. I was lucky. I woke up right before my 33rd birthday. Some of us never wake up. Some of us wake up so late in our lives, we are left 
with a life of regrets. And yet, it's never too late to wake up. I wish I could say why I woke up, or why at that moment. I believe life provides us with moments, new paths to either utilize or step over. It is consistently doing it, and often we are choosing to stay on the path we are on because the change is uncomfortable and often scary. For some reason in that moment, I chose to step off my path and step into a vastly different one. We cannot force waking up on others. It's kind of like in the movie The Matrix, when Neo has the choice to take the red pill. He's not forced. He cannot be made to do it. But if he does pick it, and he chooses to take a look at life with fresh new eyes, with a new perspective, there will be no going back. For me, there was no red pill, or a blue pill, or any pill for that matter. Unfortunately, Lawrence Fishburne was not even there or even narrating it. That would have been pretty cool. For me, waking up, coming alive again, happened one night in Costa Rica. I sat at a dimly lit open-air fish restaurant with my family. We'd been told it was a good place, but a spiritual awakening was not promised on the menu or even part of the plan. And that likely was a good thing. If it had been, I probably would have ordered the burger instead. From the moment we arrived in Costa Rica, I'd started to badger my then-girlfriend about moving there. Wait, I should step back. I was not really asking her to move there. I did not realize it at the time, but I was asking to run away there. Inside of the promise of a glamorous beach life, I was actually asking her to run away with me from my problems, my fears, my doubts about achieving my goals, my unhappiness, and the pressures of the world. Our lives are pretty predictable. Most of the time, it's going to go the way that it's always gone. Until we do something big, bold, different, or crazy to change it. But most of us will never do that. Most of us do not even know where to start. Most of us will just sleepwalk through our lives. Most of us will work the same or similar jobs and complain about it our entire lives. Most of us work and work and work, hoping one day we can get ahead and retire. We will spend our lives complaining or pretending that the way we are living is really what we deeply want and desire. People are offering each other opportunities all the time, and most of us just pass them up for all sorts of reasons. Fear that we might be getting sold something, that we might not like it, maybe that we will not be good enough at it, or possibly that we did not have the, ba the best experience in the past with something similar. We so often hide and steer ourselves away from things that could shake up our lives, and then we complain that our lives are not what we want them to be. Sometimes, if we kick the can down the road long enough, life gets sick of our bullshit and steps in. Unfortunately, when it goes down like that, it's not always pretty. It could be a car accident, a near-death experience, a big job loss, a sickness, or losing a great love. It is like life sticks a crowbar into our life and thrusts a door open for us. Sometimes we get lucky and it kicks the door open but gives us the opportunity to step through it. 
Other times it grabs us by the belt buckle and the collar and throws us through. But most of the time, we avoid the ride. We don't go through the door. We stay stuck, stagnant, and do roughly the same thing for years. We call that completely predictable routine life. Some of us are fine with it. Others do not even know that it's happening. And then there are those of us too consumed by fear and circumstance to actually do anything about it. Sometimes life just has to shake up our snow globe. For those of us that are lucky, life gives us a glimpse, a peak, or an awareness. We get the opportunity to wake up. Life opens the door and points through it, and even has us get very clear on how it is not and is not going to work the ways of the past. Even with that, it's still up to us to step through it and keep going. The magic of Costa Rica was life's crowbar, and the awareness of the life I was living was enough to know I could not go back to New York living the same way. While life woke me up, I still had to put my feet on the floor and get out of bed. I was given the opportunity for my life to be different. I was given the opportunity to change, to transform. Maybe I was asking for it in ways I did not even see, but it's clear I was given a chance to shake my own snow globe and recreate my life. I'm so grateful I did not have to be faced with death or a tragedy to see how ugly or scary the bottom could be. I believe we are all consistently given opportunities like this. Often they are subtle, offerings from others, opportunities and choices we turn down. An evening out instead of staying in could lead to meeting that special someone. Choosing to go on that hike or to that class instead of watching TV could lead to weight loss, a new skill or passion, and who knows what shows up from there. We have opportunities every day to choose, to change our direction, to change and create a new path. And while they seem scary and difficult and involve taking a risk, they do exist. And I want to be super clear. I'm not writing this with the message that if you're homeless, starving, don't have clean water or other basic needs, that changing your life is easy or just have a mindset shift. I'm writing this book and generating these conversations for people that have jobs, have shelter, food, have their basic needs met. And honestly, most of the people who have picked up this book, purchased it, have their basic needs met. Sitting at that restaurant in Costa Rica, God, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, decided it was time to open the door. Now it would be my choice to step through or not. As I sat there bawling, I felt a profound opportunity has arisen. Something had shifted. I could see the faces of my cousins, my parents, my aunt and uncle, and my girlfriend. They all looked shocked, surprised, vulnerable, sad, and yet compassionate. I do not believe they had ever seen me open up and cry like that besides at my grandparents' funeral. In general, I did not cry. I did not break down. I was always very strong, and I could power through most things. I was a tank. I moved through situations and got to the other side without letting my heart be exposed. The universe laughs at people like me. 
It laughs as we miss massive experiences to feel this life. It laughs as we think we have it figured out. We are not human doings. We are human beings. And being is about feelings, connection, and relationship to ourselves and others. What triggered my crying came from my cousin asking everyone at the table what they were grateful for. This was not odd for my family. My mom would often do this at holiday meals and still does up until this day. When someone would ask, usually my brother or I would just shoot back jokes about dicks, sex, pooping because of coffee, or something else that was silly, immature, and childish. Well, not this time. This time, the universe landed an open-handed smack to my face. I don't even know what I said. I think I said I was grateful for them, our health, our financial security, and for my girlfriend, for putting up with all my bullshit and giving me the opportunity to grow up. And it does not matter what I said. What matters is how I was moved. The question itself shifted something inside of me, which I was not willing to ignore. In hindsight, I believe I know what happened. For the first time in my life, I realized how lucky I was. I was living in Brooklyn, New York at the time, working a really good job that I did not like, making good money that I did not think was enough, and complaining regularly about how life should be or how people should be or what I should have. In that moment, I got scrooged. I didn't get a cool visit from three angels, but I could see all the sides of my life at the same time. In that moment, I became aware that the way I was living was bullshit. It was empty, hollow, stagnant, and leading nowhere, except to more of the same feelings of dissatisfaction. I saw that I had everything to be grateful for, and fuck me for not appreciating any of it. In that moment, I knew I was living inauthentically, without joy, and not living the life I wanted to be living. When I was a kid, I loved reading choose-your-own-adventure novels. I remember the hero reaching crossroads and the simple prompt of, turn to this page. Turn to page 58 if you want to chase the bad guy to the diamond mine. Turn to page 72 if you want to rescue the girl. It was always up to you to choose. I think those books are life. Life is a fucking choose-your-own-adventure novel. Think about it. You wake up tomorrow and decide to just say, fuck it and not go to work, and instead go to the airport with one bag and a, buy a one-way ticket to Australia. Okay, that's extreme. Maybe you wake up tomorrow and go work out. You meditate, you make up with a friend or a family member you've been fighting with. Maybe you eat healthy, start writing that book that you've been talking about, or start looking for a job you might love. Any of those things. And boom, a huge change in the direction of your life. From here, who knows what happens next? everything suddenly becomes unpredictable. That's choosing your own adventure. Adventure is not knowing what will happen next. Adventure is a willingness to let go, surrender, and live. Adventure is choosing to go in an unknown direction where the future is going to reveal itself to you as a complete surprise. I wouldn't be stretching it to say that barely any of us live like that. Most of us don't even think about it, 
and wouldn't even consider it. We would call it crazy. Yeah, we all know someone who who lives the choose-your-own-adventure life. And maybe we tell them they're lucky or amazing, or maybe we call them irresponsible or try to point out that their lives are different and they don't have the responsibilities we have. We always have to give a reason or justify why we can't or why others can. Why aren't we all living our dream from a choose-your-own-adventure life? Because we're scared. Because we are logical and we think with our heads and not our hearts. We're afraid we'll lose our job, afraid what people will think of us. We might be thinking we can't, that it's not responsible, and we'll mess up all our career growth. Or maybe it's I can't afford it. Life has the potential to be a choose-your-own-adventure novel. But most of us, most of us are stuck with fine when we could have great. Most of us would rather keep living as Clark Kent than ever accept that deep down we are Superman. Because of fear. Fucking fear. So how does fear play into my life and waking up? Well, I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I was telling myself I couldn't open my own business because I didn't have the money. I was saying I couldn't travel all over the world for fun because I didn't have the money. I could come up with all the reasons or circumstances to stand in the way of the life I wanted to live. It was easier not to try, easier to pretend life was fine and I didn't need or want the things my soul was yearning for. Sound familiar? To bring it back to this moment, the tears in Costa Rica, I realized I was at a crossroads of my choose-your-own-adventure. If I chose to go back to New York and keep living the same life, everything was pretty predictable. While it would have been fine, it would not have been great. It likely would have led to a moderately successful life that was mostly unfulfilling without a sense of genuine well-being and joy. However, if I use this experience to turn to hypothetical page 58 and make a big change, I had no idea what might happen. But if I was willing to try something different, to make new choices, to do more self-reflection and take some risks, I would see joy, happiness, satisfaction, and fulfillment as a reality. I don't know how or what would make those things part of my new story, but I knew if I kept reading the same chapter over and over again, nothing was going to change. I had to be willing to let go and jump into unfamiliar territory. The universe shook open my life and asked me to make a choice. It was my little prompt at the bottom of the page. Stay here and you know how it's going to go. Or turn to page 85, but you don't know what will happen. But you know it means stepping into new possibility. I chose to turn to page 85. I chose to shake my snow globe. I chose to run through that fucking door. This is the journey of how and why I did it and how you can choose freedom, joy, self-love, relationships, and connection. This is your first step in starting to live your dreams and letting love and possibility flow through you. Your turn. Are you willing to accept that you have been living a predictable life, a life that is inside your comfort zone, a life where you aren't fully following your heart. 
Hell yes or no? If no, close this book immediately and give it to a friend. If hell yes, proceed to number two. Take out a piece of paper and write down your answers to these prompts. Don't let it take you more than one page. You can go back and add to this later. What does the voice in your head tell you about who you are? What beliefs are you clinging to and how do those beliefs keep you safe? What woke you up? What did you learn or realize about your life and yourself? Take out another piece of paper. Describe the last big dream you had. Add as much detail as you need to really feel connected to it again. If you don't believe you are awake yet, write down all the reasons why it's benefiting you to stay stuck, distracted, or unaware of your greatness and potential. And consider you are awake. Buying this book is evidence of that as you clearly want things to go differently. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason podcast. I am grateful to have you here. Please support me in this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube. And leave a review on iTunes. And share this podcast with a friend. If you want more, or you're ready to play a bigger game and create more clarity, freedom, and success in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at inspirationalalex, or you can reach out to me at thedreammason.com, or even email me at alex at thedreammason.com. Remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves. Thank you.